Hey everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Gaurav Tripathi, uh, co-founder and CEO at uh, superpro.ai. Gaurav is a graduate of IIT Bombay and has been a serial entrepreneur uh, ever since he graduated. Uh, hey Gaurav, welcome to ELI. Hey, hi Priya. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot for inviting me here. Excited to be on this podcast. Uh, Gaurav, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Cool. Okay, I'll, I'll do the standard introduction, which I, which I do with everybody. Sure. So, hi guys. Yeah, I'm Gaurav Tripathi, born in Banaras, grew up in a lot of small town cities across MP and Chhattisgarh, and uh, somehow landed up in IIT Bombay in 2001. And uh, stars aligned in a way to make me an entrepreneur right uh, during the college days. So since 2005, my fourth year, I have been an uh, entrepreneur. Uh, been through three iterations, three startups, the product startup, services, then product. And now this is the fourth uh, iteration. So yes, uh, maybe I can suggest that I'm addicted to entrepreneurship. I don't know anything better to do. So uh, that's how it has been. and. Uh, uh, only thing that I've been lucky, I'll say, is that uh, right from my first startup, I've been fortunate enough to get really, really smart people working with me. Uh, and I can boast of that even the interns of my first startup have gone to become very successful entrepreneurs themselves. So uh, that's, uh, that's how it is. And uh, just a short brief on what I have done. So I've been mostly into tech. So I've been a tech co-founder, a CTO, uh, most of my life. Yeah, the first uh, startup was more around web. Uh, the second was uh, pure IT services. The third uh, started in 2011 with a friend of mine from IIT Bombay. Uh, there we bootstrapped over five years and uh, got it to, to a, a profitable multi-million euro revenue um, and working with some of the world's uh, largest pharma companies of the world. There we uh, focused on AI. So we developed an AI-based platform for which is being used by top 50 pharma companies in the world. And uh, as part of the journey, uh, file, as a team, we filed 120 plus patents across uh, US and Europe in different areas around uh, AI, computer vision, natural language processing, ontologies, and even blockchain. Uh, as an inventor, I have filed 35 patents uh, in US and Europe, and uh, I've got uh, eight of those patents already granted. Interesting. We will uh, surely talk about your patents, uh, but uh, I, I'd like to start with your background. Uh, since you said you, are, you were born in Banaras and brought up in uh, different uh, uh, tier two and tier three uh, cities of India. Uh, now, I would like to understand how did it uh, play out for you? Uh, uh, you uh, being from a very humble background, uh, how did it play out for you as an entrepreneur? Did it uh, help you uh, in certain uh, a certain way or uh, did it uh, become a disadvantage for you uh, because you didn't belong to a metro city? Uh, looking back, I'll say it has been uh, only advantages in a lot of ways. Uh, so coming from such a background, so my father, uh, he was uh, in uh, police service, uh, so early in Chhattisgarh and then in MP. And uh, so, uh, he started from ground up, started as a, as a constable, 
uh, when he started he was uh, being paid uh, 200 rupees a month yeah and uh, so i've 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 seen and somehow uh, uh, whatever uh, happened wherever we were we were in the remotest parts of the country in chatisgarh as there in uh, the only thing i used to get excited was about like every two years i used to uh, get into a train because we used to go to uh, my uh, uh, place in uh, nani and and and, and so on mm-hmm. so uh, that's how it was so i think how it helped me because uh and i think i saw that yeah so much and uh, there's so much in the world but uh, when i started talking to all the entrepreneurs uh, very the who's who of the industry i'll say nandini ilkani narayan murthy and all of such folks ashang desai uh, i used to just ask them uh, what's the right time to start and what would you do uh, you know if you have to change something everybody's answer was simple if, if they if they were to change it they would start sooner and uh, the answer was always the right time to start is now yeah and uh, for that uh, uh, then i said okay uh, but what about the financial risk you know do i need to have something before but then i i did a simple thing i just looked at my life i looked at my father's life i said if my father yeah being from uh, such background and with little education if he has managed to uh, raise a good family uh get me educated in the best of the school uh, in his limit yeah and uh, is been able to do all of this and of course you know buy a house yeah i say that uh, i given that i have uh, done better at least in terms of the education and things i have a better background sure i would not do any worse than that yeah i have this and that's why i thought okay i have nothing to lose you know i have my family my parents always uh, believed in me supported me and uh, they were it was they it wasn't the my father never told me that the ambition is that oh you should earn this much or no he just said okay do what you love that's it so that's what i said it helped me a lot because it took off the pressure so i never thought in terms of what will happen if i knew that okay worst case fine nothing works out okay i'll take up a job okay mm. <laughs> would you uh, would you say iit was a game changer in your career or life's trajectory if so oh, if definitely. yes uh, then um, how would you define a iit environment uh, in the context of entrepreneurship how does it help or what role uh, does a good education uh, especially uh, the iit education plays in uh, entrepreneur's life oh no it said uh, so it's definitely it changed my life and uh, i can't even imagine if i had not gone to iit what could have happened i, I don't know really um and uh, it's an iit i'll say it's uh, so education when we say education uh, i'll say education is not what uh, professors teach you or what you read in books no education really in the context of iit is what you learn from people around you because there's so many so many smart people and i'll say the smartest of the of the lot they are they are there Mm-hmm. and that's what you learn from them i learned a lot from my seniors i didn't even know that this is how things are done in 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 real life this is how you look at problems this is how you solve them so that helped me a lot that was the real education uh, i learned just from just from people i just used to sit with my seniors sit with my batchmates and just you know, just used to spend time with them just observing them how they are doing what they are doing and that helped me a lot Uh, definitely it was a was a was a game changer and a second aspect is that 
the exposure. Yeah, and there again, I'll say it. Uh, being at IIT Bombay was very different experience than if I would have been at IIT, let's say IIT Kanpur or Kharagpur, because uh, Bombay being Bombay had that exposure already, and and that's why I think that uh, being at IIT Bombay specifically helped me a lot in terms of the exposure because a very simple thing there the word startup was already there. Yeah, mm -hmm. the entrepreneurship people had already started taking that risk, and the culture had. And I'll say the seeds were sown at, at that time when we were there uh, during the skills loss yeah. Okay. Uh, now we'll uh, discuss about the venture you are building at superpro.ai. Can you tell us what is it about? What uh, problem statement are you solving? What value does it uh, provide to um, the customers or uh, anyone who have been part of it? Sure. Uh, before I talk about the what, I'll talk about the why. So why is really doing it? And there's been one recurring theme in my life when I uh, when I see it. And again, I can say that it's not conscious. Yeah, it has it has just been the way I was brought up. Uh, so my most of my childhood has been in the remotest parts of the the countries, and the best part of my life when I was literally in the middle of jungles. <laughs> And uh, that's how I think I, I grew up to love nature. I grew up to uh, really always being able to do more with less. I, as a family, we value repair and reuse yeah, than just buying up new stuff and throwing up the old. So I still drive the same old 100cc Splendor bike oh, that I, I bought in my campus day. Yeah. So it's, it's been more than 16 years. I still ride the same bike. Yeah. Because for me, that's value. Yeah. And that is how I think that this, the idea of sustainability is, is deeply ingrained inside me. The way I, I grew up, the way I've seen life. And that is that's the entire reason. When, when this lockdown happened, when Corona uh, uh, struck the world, honestly, I, I could see that this, this, is not a, this is not a disaster, really. This is actually an opportunity to start afresh. Yeah. Why? Because now humanity will get time to take a pause and it needed to take a pause. The way we have been building businesses, the way we have been treating our environment, the way we have become so wasteful with our resources, now mm -hmm. is the time. And that is where I thought, okay, uh, how the business is going to change. And like business travel is has come to a standstill. But the question was, is it good or is it bad? Yeah. And that's where is it? Yes, it is good. And eventually people will realize you don't need to uh, be a jet setter and you know spending billions of dollars worldwide on fuel. Yeah. Just to meet each other or just to talk or just to talk business. You can do it over video communication. And that was the job. And that is where we said no, this we need to do it and we, we really as a as a uh, as a founder myself and as uh, my other uh, co-founders said no this is just too big we should we should do it because this is the future and if we do it we will have a, a part in in really changing that world we can say that yes we made businesses more sustainable we were part of building this future of work because it will help the world so that was the job and now I'll come to the what, what we are doing. So yeah. with that germ, uh, when we started looking at, uh, we just look at the, the aspect of uh, 
uh, where all video communication is going to play a role and we realize that okay uh video communication is going to become the default workspace yeah so mm -hmm. people are going to collaborate and work over video and not really sit together in office that's one uh, second more important one a lot of the services in the world which were getting delivered in in person setting yeah, mm -hmm. will move to video and that is what we so we both of these plays we looked at it and we thought okay how can we help people on this so we uh, initially we just went ahead and and looked at uh, you know people how can we help them yeah uh, manually setting up zoom sessions calendar and so on and uh, that's where we realized so uh, the core problem we understood was for businesses was every business needs to grow of course every business needs to grow fast on more money more revenues but the point is can it be done at a lower cost can it be done in a more sustainable manner and that is what we realized if we make video communication so simple for businesses to incorporate and integrate within their services within their products within their website mm -hmm. yeah then we will take away a lot of pain and and it's not that businesses do not want to grow in a sustainable way yeah they need options and that's what we thought okay we'll become that option so that is what we are doing uh, we are helping businesses offer a better customer experience around video communication yeah? mm -hmm. and uh, that we are doing by way of uh, creating workflows so when i say workflow it's very simple so uh, you could have a in education in edtech uh, you have live courses so live courses is nothing but a workflow because it has a series of steps yeah mm. so uh, a teacher has to be there a teacher has to uh, put the list of the courses uh, connect the calendar where the student can come choose when i want to attend the class mm -hmm. i can choose make the payment and then get over the call and then over the uh, call as well you can share the notes or so a lot of things and then post the uh, video communication the video call itself yeah then it you a feedback rating so all of it that becomes a workflow similar way if you look at health yeah health teleconsultation the yeah. conversation changes from a teacher student conversation to a patient doctor conversation yeah and that requires a different experience that requires a slightly different workflow yeah mm -hmm. the underlying tools technology or the different pieces of puzzle probably will remain the same but the workflow will not the experience will will be different and mm -hmm. that is what we are helping the businesses so speaking of underlying technology uh, uh, like we are talking over zoom right now what technology do you use uh, for uh, the video conferences uh, is it your own uh, video uh, software or uh, is it uh, existing softwares like zoom hangout etc a oh, very good question so uh, uh we started with webrtc uh, and uh, uh, we developed uh, our own tested it out then we have uh, we uh, started looking at other uh, webrtc providers as well 100ms being one of them and and so that's what we looked at and then uh, we realized of so we we also tried out agora as well yeah and and zoom as well and that's what we realized now uh, we see that Uh, people don't care what is the video technology really whether it is zoom webrtc nobody cares people care about the experience mm -hmm. yeah? and that's where we are heading now that we are going to become technology agnostic yeah? what we are giving to our customers is the choice 
So for example, we are just now in the process of uh, becoming Zoom partners. So we are integrating Zoom. Zoom has launched a new SDK, yeah, which is similar to Agora, which is using which developers can develop uh, their own video communication uh, tools and so on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we are using Zoom SDK as well, in addition to WebRTC. So what we want is, we should be able to give people the choice. Uh, so depending on your use case, uh, do you want to use WebRTC? Or in WebRTC, do you want to use, uh, 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 which player do you want? Which one do you want based on your pricing or based on your strategy, whatever. Or do you want to use Agora? Or do you want to use Zoom? So that's where we are headed uh, right now. That's becoming completely technology agnostic and giving people the choice. Whichever video communication technology you want, you just come to Super Pro and you will be able to get started within a day. You mm. don't need to spend any development time, effort, money on it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, since your product is so much uh, closely linked with the uh, COVID pandemic and the nature of uh, work post COVID, uh, can you can you can you give us some forecast that you have made as a business? about the work uh, style or the future workplaces after COVID is gone? Uh, so uh, what we have seen, and I, I keep reading about it extensively myself, and, and see everybody has realized that uh, it, it's, not, it's not about the, really that you need to be together physically to get something done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we see that uh, the future of work is definitely remote yeah. in, in, all, uh, in all possibilities, whether it is uh, team members collaborating together or mm -hmm. it is uh, to a, a different level, service delivery, whether you are delivering a service and you have customers, you have supply and demand both and you are just facilitating them, everything is going to be primarily remote. Now, of course, people will love to meet because yes, we, we, we will meet ultimately. But then this uh, physical meetings will be rarer and will be uh, very specific, you know, wherein, uh, when it's like, for example, uh, Priya, yeah, uh, we have been, uh, let's say we have been talking you know, three, four times, six times, and then maybe you know, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm passing by your town, or you, know, you are coming over to Mumbai or Pune, and then he says, oh yeah, let's meet. Yeah, because of course, you know, everything said and done, uh, future of work is future of work. But mm -hmm. if we talk about, let's say, having a beer together, we need to be together. <laughs> Right. Okay. So that's how I see it, that the work aspect and the business aspect is going to be primarily remote. Yeah. But yes, uh, uh, if, when uh, about people meeting each other, yes, that will definitely come back post-COVID. Assuming what you said uh, will happen and uh, will, be, will hold true in future, uh, I have a very interesting question, uh, and this is not related to uh, our business in any way. Uh, but I'd like to understand your perspective on how the global dynamics will work out when um, people don't need to be in US to do business with the US clients. People don't, uh, people from India, even from Africa with the required level of technology and uh, knowledge can do business with uh, Europe, with the UK, with the US. How does the global dynamic change? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure uh, uh, people would have heard about, uh, so almost it's been, uh, oh, I, I think it's been 15 years or more, 
the book came uh, which is called the world is flat by thomas friedman yeah and uh, that was said to be a uh, very provocative and visionary that see this is how the world is going to change and now at present that is what has been achieved now we have realized that vision that world is indeed flat it doesn't doesn't matter at all which part of the world you are in you can conduct your business so uh, 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 so we have seen with superpro as well that uh, somebody uh, a parent sitting in california was able to get piano lessons for uh, uh, their uh, their son from a uh, from a coach sitting uh, from a, a piano sitting in kochi yeah is in superpro and so that's what we see that uh, now people are going to experience this for the first time that since it is remote why should i look for options nearby me i am open to look at the whole world and the same on service providers as well if i am offering a service why should i look at uh, just serving my neighborhood my my city or my country i can provide my service to the whole world yeah and of course i can grow faster i can make more money yes definitely so that's what we see that it's it's going to we have just started we have just started we are going to see a tremendous amount of a change happening wherein uh, wherein we can have that uh, you know mostly the the teams will be completely remote and people will realize that you have no boundaries or no limitations in terms of attracting the best talent you can have you can really get the best talent sitting in us Europe, India, Africa, at the same time, and you could be working. Yeah. Or as a as a business, you would be able to at least uh, deliver your services across the world. So it's going to it's going to change a lot. It's going to uh, bring more, uh, give more options to consumers to customers. It's going to help businesses grow much faster and while being sustainable. Yeah. And it is going to ultimately. drive as i see it the worldwide gdp is at least on the services side it's going to move up considerably in next 5 uh, to 8 years uh now i would uh, like to discuss more about the business you are uh, operating in uh tell us how how did you find the uh, right people to build this venture uh, i understand you are a techie from the beginning you know how to build things but but uh, you'll also need people to help you with other stuff for example selling uh, now i'd like to ask you how did you find your co-founders first and then the next set of people uh, you need to uh, take it forward uh, in this case at least i can say that i have been lucky uh, rather i have been lucky all my life <laughs> my co-founders always found me <laughs> so here here at superpro it's uh, that that my other three co-founders they have been together for some time and uh, they got connected to me by a very good friend uh, who's again a very famous entrepreneur in india and uh, he has been mentoring them and uh, he connected uh, us together and uh, that's how we got to know each other and we like each other the uh, my other three co-founders they they felt that okay i am i am really uh, somebody good and capable to be leading the team so that's how uh, they proposed that i should be uh, the co-founder and ceo so uh, that's how it was and again i'll say for me the reason to say yes is very simple that the mix 
the the founding team mix itself was uh, was amazing so in um, my co-founder sagar um, yeah it's almost my age been a lawyer turned geek uh, learned programming got into tech then moved to business and then into sales ultimately we were working at uh, intel uh, in the uh, large portfolios and uh, and that's how so he's been in sales and he'll, he his focus is in b2b sales so we say that yes definitely on sales uh yeah it's, it's difficult to get a better guy than him who has cracked uh, so he has a distinction of uh, closing the world's largest engineering services deal in 2019 so i could not have asked for a better person to to really uh, be on sales so then uh, we have vijay uh, who has uh, who studied at iit kharagpur and became a data scientist from the first data scientist at fidelity so he is somebody who is very analytical very objective uh, very data oriented on everything so he is the one who has been uh, looking at product and data and uh, on operations then we have vivek uh, so vivek also studied at iit kharagpur he is vijay's junior one year and uh, he in fact uh, uh, he dropped out from iit kharagpur in third year itself to focus on his uh, hardware tech machine learning startup he, Uh, as a team they won a lot of awards in india uh, on on tech and uh, then they were they were working on it but yes in india hardware tech is a bit difficult so uh, they moved to services and that's how vivek moved to uh, superpro was approached by vijay and sagar yeah but in vivek we already see that yeah he's again a person who is very driven uh, so in terms of tech yeah, it doesn't matter to him whether uh, it's dealing with hardware tech and you are working with hardware or you are working with uh, Uh, web technologies or with mobile technologies he just picks up uh, everything you know so that's how the founding team has been so uh, we got good bunch already together and post that uh, it's been more uh, people that we have been getting in our network so vijay uh, vivek uh, they had they knew uh, people in their network their friends so that's how the first set of team members have been uh, have come with us mm-hmm. you spoke about uh, the a mix of the founding team and uh, uh, you seem to believe that there is a right combination uh, of the uh, founders uh, can you tell us how, if uh, you are advising a, a a budding entrepreneur how how should he assemble the team what kind of people he needs in the founding team uh, so uh, there uh, a lot of Uh, first timers uh, make one mistake i also did it uh, don't don't get someone in your team just because you are friends with yeah because being friends uh, so between friends again you tend to get blindsided you, you tend to overlook certain things and uh, so that should not be the the defining criteria yeah look at it objectively and uh, look at it very simple way that okay what is it that you are good at and then what is it that you have absolutely no idea of what is it that you are not good at so understanding your own strengths and weaknesses is very very important because you should get people who complement your skills yeah who uh, who can support you where you are weak where what's not your strength so if you are a good techie yeah get someone who understands sales yeah, who understands uh, uh, marketing Yeah. If you are somebody who understands business, sure, get somebody who understands product, who understands tech. So that's how uh, that's how you should look uh, at when you are looking for founders. At least. How do you go about 
रिक्रूटमेंट वेन यू डू ए रिक्रूटमेंट ड्राइव फॉर योर वेंचर वॉट कैंड ऑफ पीपल यू लुक फॉर वेन हायरिंग वी हैव अनकनवेंशनल वे एंड आई कैन क्लेम दैट यू आई परफेक्टेड दैट आर्ट ओवर लास्ट डेकेट तो we don't go by the typical uh, resume and uh, stars that you have uh, somebody has worked at x this and x what and whatever uh, i always look for uh, what what really uh, motivates people what's the intrinsic motivation for people and i've realized even by building my last startup that uh, you always go for people who one who are really uh driven to solve a problem yeah and who are driven to really create that impact yeah and for that i'll say the most important thing and I, i actually ask people every time what's your dream in life yeah and when i say dream a lot of people answer to me in terms of the career path that they say oh in 5 years i want to be xyz and that's not a dream that you are telling me that you this is how you are going to uh, choose your career path no dream is bigger dream is ambitious dream is that yes and and it really i really want to hear how you want to change the world if you have because if you don't even dream about changing the world you will never you will never even act upon changing the world correct so it's that simple and then uh, we uh, the way we shortlist we look at people of course where they have worked and what the skills are but then we send a form uh, we send a form to everybody so that's where again a lot of people get filtered out because a lot of people think oh it's a waste of time why is this guy asking me to fill out a form but that's what it is that if you are really uh, driven to join us if you have done your research that these are the people i want to work with you will be willing to invest that much time and in that form we ask things like uh, so what do you read what are your favorite books what are your favorite movies so this is the stuff that we ask for because it helps us uh, look into the mind of people eh, who you are really as a person because in the end uh, skills you can always pick up yeah i mean we can invest in people and and uh, uh, get them skilled yeah we can train them what you can train people on is attitude so that is what we look at if a person is really motivated yeah i'm i'm sure they will he'll pick up all the skills that uh, we want uh, that person mm mm-hmm. okay uh in any venture there are two core problems one is recruitment finding the right people and the other problem is finding funds uh, to build the venture now i would like to ask you how did you manage the finances uh, initially and uh, i understand product building is a expensive process till you uh, get the product market fit so how did you or how are you managing the finances uh, so far uh, so there again uh, i'll say we were a bit lucky so uh, uh, by the time we uh, we started with super pro Uh, on the same time, uh, just from months back, we had already become a part of the Mox Accelerator. So we uh, got the funding from SOSV, uh, which runs the Mox program. And uh, so that that way, I'll say we didn't really have uh, much struggle on uh, on the funds. But yes, uh, 
covid did uh, did play a part because uh, just uh, you can imagine like it's been just two weeks when we had taken the office in bangalore and the lockdown happened and the offices remained closed since then so of course you know a lot of money went there <laughs> unfortunately and we were unable to get rid of the office uh, very soon it took some time uh, but in uh, overall yes we have we decided to be very prudent uh, we just because we knew this is going to get longer and since we were also going to journey of a new product and everything so yes we uh, we asked the team members to help us uh, people did take a salary cut and then uh, of course it's been uh, my own uh, fund so i have been putting funds uh, to uh, sustain the company uh, i invested uh, uh, i invested in the company and then uh, of course uh, uh, we were on our way to raise the seed round so we have just closed the seed round so yeah now hopefully uh, we won't have any issues on 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 the money side okay uh what is the uh, long term vision you have with this uh, venture uh, what you want to build uh, ultimately i would say it's it's not about uh, building really that is uh, motivating us we, we we see the impact so if i if i see uh, the way i see it uh, the first milestone for us the first big milestone will be really where we can say that yes uh, we have done something meaningful is where we are able to power a billion conversations yeah uh, and wherein we really say and we are able to calculate this if these billion plus conversations will not be happening using video communication powered by super pro uh, it this will be happening in real world in in person meetings and it would have resulted in burning off uh, these many millions of barrels of uh, fuel or or people would have wasted these many number of hours in traveling and that is what is really moving us so we we really look in terms of the impact that if we are able to create that impact and that would be really uh, what i'll i'll call as you know, the, the, uh, the meaningful purpose for us okay uh now tell us what are the challenges you have faced so far while uh, building uh, this product or a venture uh <laughs> so uh, the challenge is there uh, the first uh, first is tell that when uh, when we when we thought about it and uh, uh, we said that okay this is uh, this is our hypothesis that okay the world will move remote uh the first challenge was okay we had to talk to people and and test this idea yeah. and uh, initial of course the, the day one i'll say the day zero whatever uh, we didn't have anything because we didn't have a product we had to test it so the first challenge was how to how to uh, really get feedback from people in terms of okay if this is how you get your work done or you deliver your services will it be useful so there uh, i'll say the first mvp itself was that we just uh, uh, manually scheduled sessions using zoom and google meet for people yeah we manually sent emails on their behalf we manually collected payment uh, using uh, uh, paytm razor pay etc on behalf of people so we did all of this so this was like the first mvp uh, was all all just 
getting these things together and then just proving that yes there is some value and uh, for us yes when people said thank you that was it i mean we knew that okay if people see value in it the next point would be whether people will be ready to pay for it so that was the next challenge that okay how do you create a differentiator really that people don't confuse you with zoom or don't compare you with zoom yeah or google meet because that has always been there and uh, that's where again we realized that uh, a very simple thing is uh, zoom is so big google meet is so big microsoft teams that they're, they're giants they are not going to sit with you as a startup founder yeah they are not going to sit with your real business and help you really for them it's like okay this is my product yeah you you, you want to use zoom go ahead sign up use yeah, they are not going to help you and that is where we saw the uh, that yes we can actually sit with them understand their business yeah and help them help them choose the right tools help them build the right workflow and there have been instances wherein a uh, couple of startups where they came to us they came to us just for a, a, a tiny element they said uh guys can i just use your scheduling with a shot when we started talking they realized oh but okay i you are saying that all of this is tied so if i take scheduling i can take this as well and this as well but yes of course and then they realized that okay uh, they don't need to integrate these different tools themselves they don't need to pay for all of these tools separately yeah so Uh, and, and that's where we realized that uh, the uh, the difference itself is that yes, the startups see that the founders yeah, they see that super pro the guys at super pro are willing to listen. Yeah. They are not just pushing a box that okay this is it pay for it and get it. No, we are here to listen and we help you because we understand uh, the world has changed for everybody. It's not just that uh, since we have understood video a bit. everybody has no people still don't understand what are the workflows yeah how can you plan your service delivery in this virtual world and that is where we are coming in we sit with founders and we really help them design and build everything so that's uh, that's been uh, the challenge that we have come over did you pivot your business model uh, along the way oh yes definitely uh, so when we started Uh, we were uh, uh, we were experimenting with an idea of that uh, since it is service deliveries we thought that maybe uh, if people say that um, uh, so for example uh, if there is a teleconsultation or, or there is a life course so whatever amount you are charging yeah you just uh, charge and so let, let's say you charge uh, 1000 rupees an hour yeah and from that we can take 100 rupees so we tested out with it yeah and uh, we realized that it uh, so initially it worked well and uh, then we said okay there is some disconnect so the disconnect we figured out was that uh, this works well for individuals and is still in fact this is still working well for individuals but when it came to businesses uh, businesses uh, had to calculate it in a different way and they had to uh think in terms of the cost and think in terms of the returns away so that's when we realized that uh, probably as a percentage of the transaction uh, isn't going to help businesses much and it depends on the business model is it so that's why we said that okay uh, at a, uh, the pay per use pricing is better so that's where in terms of the business model we pivoted and in terms of the business as well 
uh, I won't say that we have pivoted completely, but yes, there has been a, a, a drastic shift uh, from our initial focus on uh, freelancers or consultants, yeah, which was the primary focus earlier. Now our primary focus is startup businesses. So we are still helping uh, freelancers. We are still helping uh, individuals, but from a sales focus, it is uh, shifted to uh, businesses, to startups. Can you give us uh, one instance uh, where you have seen a compounding effect uh, in the startup? Uh, you mean in, in our startup or? Yeah, in, in if uh, you can give example of your uh, uh, venture that is uh, best, uh, otherwise I'll, it, it is an open-ended question. You can answer it any way you want. Yeah, so uh, in in a startup, that's that's what I love about doing business. Yeah? Because uh, a business, the way it works is uh, the initial journey. You know, like it, it won't be a move. It will look like oh, it's, it's like you know, your your friends will look at it. You your family will ask you, okay, what what are you what are you guys doing? What what are you doing? It's been it's been two years. It's been four years. Yeah? you're barely doing anything you're still not making money what what's happening yeah but then the 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 moves all of a sudden yeah and and that is what is the power of a business because what people don't see what's happening here is yeah that for us for example a very simple thing uh, for us uh, each customer so each startup that we get and and we deliberately are looking for the smaller startups seed stage series a funded startups because this is very early in their journey uh, for us, uh, it's not a matter of that you know, startup comes to us and it becomes a client and uh, yeah, then they'll, they'll just start paying us a fixed sum per month. No. We know that since we are going to power their service delivery, yeah, all of the startups want to grow fast. So for us, it's a, it's a double compounding because we see that each customer that we are getting today, yeah, their own growth projections are like this. And, and since our revenues uh, are tied to their growth, we know that we are going to ride their growth as well. And that is how we see that it, in terms of the number of customers that we are adding, even if we keep it constant, even then we will grow. Our revenues will grow because the startups themselves, the businesses themselves are going to grow. So that's how I see compounding effects in, in businesses and startups. Interesting example. Uh, now, uh... Uh, we will uh, come to the final uh, part of our interview. We'll talk about your learnings as an entrepreneur. Uh, tell us what you have learned so far uh, in the um, in a reasonably long entrepreneurial journey. Uh, what are the learnings which uh, we can take away from this session? Uh, the biggest learning I'll say has been that always get uh, people smarter than you. Uh, that is the only way to succeed. There is no other way. Then uh, uh, second, say if, if you are getting smarter people, uh, don't uh, don't try to uh, don't try to micromanage them. Yeah, get people who you can just give the goals. You can just set the targets and just tell them and leave leave them to figure it out how to get there. Yeah, of course, help them, sit with them. Uh, you are supposed to give the feedback, but then let them take the ownership 
of it and ownership comes only when people have uh, people have the freedom to commit mistakes really that's where ownership ownership comes so ownership doesn't come from simply telling somebody that oh you own this no if if you are allowing people to commit mistakes yeah and you are not really penalizing them or just not firing them for committing a mistake that's where uh, it happens and uh, a third has been uh, my own uh, my own uh, uh, lessons has been that yeah be prudent uh, uh, the way i have seen businesses always is you don't really need a lot more yeah you can always do much more with less so try to do more with less because that will help you uh, keep yourself lean so not just the business uh, lean but your own personal life yeah you won't have too many baggages you won't have uh, uh, for example any you know, financial overhead or anything so if you lead a simple life you, know, you can you can always be stress free and for uh, for getting a business to be successful really to be a successful entrepreneur the one thing that you need is to be stress free really because if you get stressed and if you have burnout your business definitely is going to suffer okay this is my last question to you can you tell us what is the difference uh, between entrepreneurship uh, post covid compared to entrepreneurship uh, pre covid Oh, great question! Great question, really. <laughs> the uh, I think pre-COVID, uh, starting a business, you still needed to think of a few things. Uh, like yeah, you needed to uh, think of uh, uh, getting an office. Now, whether you operate from your own home or uh, your own flat, apartment, whatever, but still. you have to think in terms of the office that okay i need to get people in sitting together and doing this and that or uh, you will uh, you, you always needed to account for that much time for travel oh i need to meet those customers i need to go there i need to travel i i need to be on the roads yeah post covid i see that all of that is gone away <laughs> and of course in terms of uh, raising funds as well so uh, <laughs> earlier i know like people used to just take uh, take a flight just for one meeting and to meet that when meet that vc firm yeah just for one meeting imagine now everything is happening online everything is over video so that's how it has it has become a lot simpler i think now is the best time to start businesses because your overheads are dramatically low you have you have practically zero overhead you can just focus uh, just on your business and that's how we see that now it's a age for virtual first businesses as i as i call it that Uh, it's it's really going to benefit all of those businesses which can think in being virtual first and probably so they will have remote teams they will have service deliveries as well all remote and they they will they won't really need to think about uh, maintaining uh, all such overhead well uh, on this note i would like to close this session this has been very insightful for me and for the audience as well uh it was a great pleasure to host you here at eli thanks for your time gorav and our best wishes for superpro.ai uh, thank you thank you priyanjan uh, really a pleasure uh, to be here i hope i've been able to uh, add some value and i hope uh, the audience will be receptive to whatever i shared thanks a lot